1: thanks again for joining us for another edition of blunt business presented by the united states cannabis conference and expo 2019 which will be coming to the city of miami florida august 3rd and 4th you can learn more about this and we'll actually tell you a little more about this on the show later on by going to usccexpo.com today we're going to talk about enterprise company development and for so you know there's a real rarefied error for some cannabis is to make it to that point but you should know about it it's very important for you to learn about and we're going to talk about compliance and overall credibility with anyone anyone that wants to work with your business. Now, a company that offers that kind of help is one that we're going to talk to today called Green Check Verified. It's a regulatory compliance platform that verifies legal cannabis businesses and their transactions, facilitating sustainable relationships between those businesses and the financial institutions that wish to serve them. And here to tell us all about it is the president of Green Check Verified, Kevin J. Hart. Kevin, welcome.
2: Good morning, and thank you.
1: So, how are the returns for the movie The Upside? I am only kidding. You know, you must get that a lot.
2: I do, I do, and as I explained to everybody, I am his negative. <laughs> no He's worries. short, I'm tall. He's he's in shape, I'm not. He's <laughs> funny, I'm not. We could go on.
1: Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. There's a lot of things we could put the comparisons. <laughs> anyway, Green Chick very cut. We said it's uh, trying to solve what you've put in, in a lot of materials quote the biggest pain point in the entirety of the legal cannabis space banking appliance. and i'll tell you i've talked to so many businesses in the last few years where this has been an issue i mean it's been amazing going to the trade show floors learning all the different alternatives that are out there so it's either alternative methods or there are people that are able to do, oh, we can do this, we can do this kind of process, we can do this kind of payments, we can work with this kind of thing, but the idea of working with banks. Now, talk to me, Kevin, about the importance of banking compliance, why those companies have chosen to stick to alternative methods, like I talked about, or handling their account and finances, why they should go ahead and consider a route like GreenCheck.
2: From the very beginning, you know, um, we took the approach of working within the banking system, not around it. So as you mentioned, there are alternative approaches, but they actually don't satisfy the the needs on both sides, what the requirements are, what the desired outcomes are for each side, the cannabis business and the financial institutions that wish wish to serve them. And so we knew that the it wasn't just about the desire it had to be about the ability to exhibit and demonstrate at the dollar level, what compliance actually means from a cannabis business. And then how that translates into the financial system, the U S financial system. And we knew that if we took the approach of facilitating all of that through a, uh, Agnostic platform, if you will, that made it very easy to do that we would have something that the industry really needed now that sounds a lot simpler than it is, and it took us three years to actually you know design develop and formulate everything around our patent-pending technology to do that. But that's what we did, which is also why we're taking the enterprise class approach to this solution. We knew that as the industry matured, when we started this process, we were only talking about 13 states. Now we're in 30 plus and we're in uh-huh. different markets. Yep. We knew we really had to take a longer view as to how this. we thought this was all going to play out. And, and it has developed. The market has developed as, as expected, as projected. The problem has only compounded itself. Uh, but you had to work with these two highly regulated, independent businesses that don't understand that much about each other and really don't have the methods to understand each other uh, very well, to the extent that they need to, to uh, operate together. And so that was the approach that we took from the very beginning. And and I'll it's tell been you, fascinating.
1: We're going to talk about what things are being done in order to facilitate and foster that relationship, which has been very important. But it goes without saying, now we know what GreenCheck is meant to do, but let's talk about the obstacle that's in front of all these cannabis and something that you are trying to tackle with GreenCheck. The Cannabis Banking Working Group, CBWG, which is chaired by California treasurer, John Chiang. They shared a study on cannabis banking feasibility this late last December, 2018. It stated that cannabis' federal distinction as a Schedule I drug still prevents any banking solution, even if California were to establish a state bank. Now, for those that don't know, I want to always educate, and inform, and engage the listeners here on Blunt Business. And by the way, if you ever want to engage with me, the host right here on the show, you can always go ahead and email me. I'll give you my email address if you're interested, and make sure you put the subject Blunt Business in the uh, heading. Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. Again, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. You can email me there. And again, let's educate the audience here. Cannabis businesses can't get a bank account with a traditional bank, as financial institutions do not want to risk violating the Bank Secrecy Act and the USA Patriot Act. So, Kevin, talk to me about the main obstacles that still linger today so that the banks and cannabis businesses can work together and what's being done about it that you know so far.
2: This is one of the most fascinating challenges uh, within the industry is what is the legal standing for banks? And you you can read different opinions, et cetera, in the words that are utilized. FinCEN has the financial... uh, FinCEN guidelines that were issued in 2014 are very clear as to what a financial institution needs to do if they're going to bank the financial industry. I mean, the the cannabis industry, I apologize. So it's not that it's illegal. It's very complex. It's very expensive. And that's where the question of legality comes in. Because if you violate the rules and regulations of Bank Secrecy Act of the U.S. Patriot Act, of OFAC, of PEP, and all the other acronyms that are out there, AML, et cetera, well, then you are illegal. What a bank needs to be able to do and what a cannabis uh, company needs to be able to display is compliance to all of those rules and regulations. The cannabis programs themselves are state-sanctioned. They're, you know, for state-sanctioned business. You have state-chartered community banks and credit unions that are allowed to operate within the states and can bank those programs provided they can exhibit the compliance. And that became the operational challenge, which then became the technical challenge to to be able to prove that out. And what you have to be able to show is not only is this account that you're talking about, unless for frame of reference, speak only of dispensaries, this dispensary is not only a state sanctioned business, but every detail of the transactions that run through that satisfy what the bank requirements are, what the treasury department has said. And so that's where you have to monitor at the detailed dollar level that every sale uh, outside of the point of sale satisfies the banking requirements. And that's what we built. And that's part of the three patents pending, uh, Compliance rules engine segments that we have where we're looking at those transactions in excruciating detail, not only as they apply to the state rules and regulations, but the banking requirements associated with it.
1: Excruciating is a fantastic word. <laughs> no, there's a, a better Scrabble word than that. But we will talk a little bit after the break. Uh, I want to go ahead and talk about the paperwork and the kind of things that go into creating and being able to, I guess reach that level of compliance and to adhere to it as, as the case may be now real quick before we go to break green Chick verified also helps cannabis businesses monitor and share their compliance history with banks you can bridge you can also bridge credit unions this is really important here credit unions and state chartered banks with compliant cannabis businesses the idea being credit unions and state chartered banks are more likely to bank with cannabis businesses as they operate under different guidelines than nationwide banks now your CEO Kevin Hart sorry Kevin we originally were gonna have I forget who was gonna come on but Kevin you recently said that these two highly regulated industries might not otherwise know about each other without green check so talk to me about how your company's been working to foster those kind
2: of relationships
1: with credit unions I know that you've already done something like that so far fill me in on that
2: well, we did, a, we did a test case uh, in Connecticut, which is where we're located, and we work with the Credit Union League of Connecticut here. And uh, because they represent all the member credit unions, instead of trying to attack each one individually and, and create an education process, we started at the league level. And they put us through a due diligence process of, uh, as a high-risk vendor. And, you know, because we're talking about banking high-risk accounts. Um, so they put us through that process, and they actually uh, have endorsed us to their members, the 70-plus credit unions in the state of Connecticut, that if you want to bank the cannabis industry, you can do so provided you use a platform such as Green Check. We're the only ones that's in existence, and they endorsed us specifically. And that actually gives us the opportunity to take what is this pent-up demand nationally in every state where where uh, dispensaries and cannabis businesses, plant-touching businesses exist because they're in dire need of bank accounts. And so we knew that on a state-by-state geographic basis, as we establish a relationship with a financial institution, and again, exhibiting the compliance that the financial institution was exceptionally comfortable with that they in turn could bring on cannabis accounts because we showed them the process of enhanced due diligence around the account onboarding process and then the ongoing uh, transactional monitoring and daily due diligence around all the financial activity within, within the cannabis business all the way through to present to their examiners on the back end with all the reports that are required from FinCEN and, and uh, bank guidance.
1: All right, so again, we're here with the president of Green Check Verified, Kevin G. Hart. We're going to go ahead and have more questions with him. I want to talk to you about uh, some of the other alternative methods and just get your thoughts on those. The compliance issue, again, the kind of over tiring, tedious paperwork you have to go through. We're going to talk about all that more with Kevin in just a moment. But first, you should be among the thousands of entrepreneurs, innovators, and consumers to convene at the Global Cannabis Industry's premier business event. That's the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. I should know. I was there last year for both shows. They're coming to Miami August 3rd and 4th, so just down the corner. The USCC Expo is committed to growing an ambitious and powerful community of cannabis advocates learn from industry thought leaders about the future of the cannabis market gain insights on how the industry is evolving to meet the changing landscape and hear from the pioneers and rule breakers that change the future simply by thinking differently now join us for the 2019 united states cannabis conference and expo coming august 3rd and 4th inside the hyatt regency in downtown miami you can reserve your, reserve your booth or sponsorship now, Kevin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Reserve your booth or sponsorship now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. That's it. We'll roll to a commercial break. We'll be right back. Rolling
0: into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
1: That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com.
0: I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Welcome back. We're here with Kevin Hart, the president of Green Check Verified here on Blunt Business. Uh, Kevin there are some alternative methods that i have mentioned that are available to cannabis businesses some payment systems allow for cashless purchases and dispensaries by way of blockchain technology to aid customers and transferring funds to a merchant and bypass banking regulations some companies we know they are able to have you download an app and you link it to your checking account to make purchases meanwhile the cw uh, cbwg which i mentioned before which is if for those of you that were just catching on now the cbwg cannabis banking working group uh, they said that in their cannabis banking feasibility report they concluded that quote ultimately the money needs to cross the network boundaries into traditional banks and payment processing systems end quote do you come to that same conclusion or what credence do you give to other options that cannabis businesses might take
2: Well, I think, you know, I think you answered your your question yourself there, partially, Um, you know, earlier on when you were talking about this and you said bypass banking regulations. Again, we've taken a very different approach where, you know, you need to work within the banking system. When you create up these alternative payment uh, methods and they are working through the wire system and interstate, et cetera, those are definite no-no's as it relates to banking our goal from the very beginning has been because still, you know, 80 plus percent of the commerce is still conducted via cash. It is the only recognized payment method for dispensaries under the FinCEN guidelines is how do you monitor cash and make that uh, available as the rules evolve and electronic payments may come online at some point in time. We all believe it will be, uh, you know, a when, not an if, but, until that actually happens. You have to be able to help the uh, cannabis businesses with all this cash. That is really the big problem. And when you're talking to state chartered uh, community uh, banks and credit unions, what's the one thing that they need? Low Low cost deposit dollars. They need cash. And so you have this pent up demand on both sides. You have to be able to facilitate that through compliance, which is the only way that you actually can do it. So again, you know, all those other solutions, their people are using them, and we don't like the vendor bash, but they are not an end-to-end, horizontally integrated solution that satisfies the regulators for the cannabis businesses, the cannabis businesses themselves, the financial partners that want to work with them, and then the examiners on the back end. They all leave tremendous blind spots. in in the industry for one or more of the cohorts that are involved, and that's where the trouble begins. So that's where the view of compliance being expensive actually comes to light versus using compliance as a competitive weapon, something that actually comes with new new business and new opportunity, regardless of what side of the equation that you sit on.
1: All right, I wanna go into this, which is very important the fact that there has been some headway that's been done so far in terms of banking compliance, because some banks are actually, and this is really interesting that we're actually seeing a little bit of this, where banks are communicating and working with cannabis businesses. Now, there's a recent LA Times article that wrote the following, quote, currently very few banks and credit unions accept marijuana-related businesses as customers, even though they are legally allowed to, according to the U.S. Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. God, these government agencies, there's too many of them. Treasury has provided (laughs) guidance to banks... Am I right? Treasury has provided Mm -hmm. guidance to banks and credit unions, advising them that handling such businesses is legal. But the guidance doesn't effectively address the core reason many banks won't deal with customers in the marijuana trade. Expensive and onerous... What great words. uh, Onerous paperwork required from the banks about such customers under anti-money laundering... God, that sounds evil. Anti-money laundering regulations, end quote. So Kevin, how does GreenCheck help those companies intimidated by the paperwork?
2: This really comes to uh, one of the key values that we deliver for both sides. So as part of the compliance rules engine in verifying all the individual transactions, we're ingesting all this data that's available from a point-of-sale or seed-to-sale system. But aside from just the verification, it then presents that data to the dispensary owner to let them know what was verified and is available for deposit with the financial partner that they're working with. But on the financial partners back end, again, when you're talking about community banks and credit unions, they don't have large staffs of bank secrecy people, chief risk officers, chief compliance officers. They don't have the muscle memory necessary to fill out limited SARS, um, the cash, uh, the currency transaction reports that are associated with this industry, uh, how to create all those filings and timely and do that because dispensary owners are showing up with a Excel spreadsheet, which is paper based, duffel bags full of cash, and say, "Here's my com- here's my cash. I'm a compliant dispensary business. The state says so. Will you please open my account?" There's no visibility, and that's what we actually give all the financial institutions, this incredible visibility that they don't have in any other systems uh, associated with any of their commercial accounts they have today. Now, we don't do the work for the bank. What we do is we present it to them, and we let them know what the verified sales were to the rules and regulations up against the guidelines that they have to operate under and say, you can actually take these cash deposits in and it will satisfy your examiner. Now you still have to do the homework, but what we do is as they go through and verify them, we auto populate and auto create all the reports necessary for them. We further create a full dashboard individually for all their cannabis accounts timely calendars and reminders of based upon actual activity that goes through so they can never miss a filing, miss a date. And further, when the examiners do come in, the people, the staff within the bank, they essentially can turn the keyboard around and say, here is every single detail that you will need to understand, not only about the account, the account opener the account itself and all the activity within the time frame that we talked about, including all the details associated with every individual report we have filed all on a timely basis. That is how you bank the cannabis industry. That's the problem we have solved.
1: That's some heavy lifting you're taking off of people. And I'll tell you for anybody listening in the audience, if you're a cannabis business, you know, not for nothing, I could if I was in your in their in your shoes or anybody else's I would want to go and deal with that. And, and like you said, it is tedious, onerous and the whole idea is it's very it's cumbersome, it's repetitive, and it's just I mean like you said to know what to do to comply with the banks for you not to have them to go ahead and communicate with the banks and go through that whole hassle less stress the heavy lifting taken off of you that's a great service there that you're offering the fact that you can take all that off of them because that's what everybody wants they want to be able to just say okay just what it doesn't matter what i have to do just tell me what i needed to, to be compliant that's almost like just do what you got to do Whatever you mm-hmm. need to do, there you go. And that's left in your hands, capable
2: hands. And what we what we further do is we take that information and we not only let them know what was verified, but in the, in the instance where transactions weren't verified, then mistakes happen, right? right? You know, staff training, you know, product mix-up, conversion, et cetera because we have the compliance rules engine as part of within the dispensary operations, there's a full dashboard that goes back to the dispensary management team and ownership team and lets them know where that problem occurred and lets them know what the corrective action is down to the detailed uh, rules and regulation that may have not been followed to the letter of the law. And so what that does is it actually increases their opportunities to improve their operations internally because compliance is profitability in many, many ways, right? And so when rules, when the regulators show up within a dispensary, you want to be able to exhibit your compliance, not just talk about it. Here are all, here's all the information. So, dispensary owners, when they see this and how it helps enhance their operations, they love it.
1: There you go. Excellent, excellent. You're going to hear now. Continue from that same LA Times article. LA Times article. They write as cannabis has become legal in more places, the number of suspicious activity reports filed by banks has mushroomed. About three million such reports were filed in 2017, more than double that was filed in 2010. So there's no way for sure for uh, of how many of these additional 1.7 million suspicious transactions though the, the extra double that involved cannabis since information contained in the fines is secret so it, it's the fact that even tell you and disclose that it could be cannabis related or not that's that's not good I don't like that that's <laughs> being done like that <clears throat> so it puts you know a little bit at that, that cloud over cannabis industry when it comes to banks and cannabis business owners working together so talk to me about how green check green check can help companies avoid those kind of reports
2: Well, we actually don't want to help avoid those kind of reports. What we want to be able to do is help the financial institutions file them and file them properly. So, you know, there are very specific guidelines under FinCEN, again, as to what type of SAR reports need to be filed for any cannabis-related business. And because we're talking about compliant cannabis-related businesses, we really want this, the industry, in totality, to come out of the the dark ages or, you know, the shadows, right? They're compliant businesses. They should be afforded the same opportunity to have a commercial banking relationship as anybody else. But because of all the rules and regulations and the complexity and the cost and the expense associated with it, nobody's been able to figure out how to do that. And I think we've, we've solved that problem and we create and foster those relationships. But we want those, uh, we want the financial institutions to file the reports because, you know, the minute you start, you know, hiding and you start running afoul of what compliance is, well, we're, you know, we're going to go backwards here in this industry instead of going forward. So there are um, very specific um, reports published on a quarterly basis by FinCEN that talk about the number of SARs that were filed related to the cannabis industry. And and on average, every quarter, 25% of the filings are termination SARs because, uh, a financial institution has decided they can't absorb uh, the risk. They don't like the uh, the ratio of deposits to their concentration of other deposits, et cetera. They can't exhibit compliance, and so you know we'd like to be uh, think, and we think we will, and, and we've been proven this with external external examiners that have looked at the product that will be able to shift that tide of numbers too.
1: Now the. Give me the name of the organization you're uh, hyphenating right there, the the, the organization that you were
2: citing from. FinFIN? Um, FinCEN, Financial uh, Criminal Enterprise uh, Crimes Enforcement Network. I apologize. Financial Crimes Enforcement Network.
1: Yeah, that's what we were talking about before. I wanted to make sure that was kind of uh, clarified. But I appreciate Mm that. Oh, now, before Mm -hmm. we go to our next break, banks we know will one day have to face the question of whether state and local governments which receive tax revenue from cannabis should be subjected to reporting or debanking in 2019 colorado is expected to surpass one billion dollars in total government revenue you're welcome from marijuana since it began legalizing and taxing the industry in 2014 i said defiantly where where do you see any possible changes to correcting this growing issue kevin
2: well you know we we the goal here has been, and you referenced uh, California earlier and, yes. you know, looking at state banks and other other banks do this. You know, our goal has been that any any bank that wants to bank the cannabis industry should be able to, just as anybody who wants to open a compliant cannabis business should be able to. And that's where we've seen that mushrooming growth on both sides, uh, way less so on, on the banking side. And so, you know, as states look at at the different rules and regulations and they have their charters especially associated with, you know, being able to prove the tax revenue, um, we think the states are going to be looking at their their financial partners, the community banks and credit unions, to make sure that the industry is banked. California is a great example, not picking on them, love the state, but the sales in California have been far greater than anybody expected. Uh, in 2018, yet the tax collection has been, you know, under 20% as low as 19% was one report I saw. Reason being, if the money never hits the banks, it's never going to hit the tax departments, never going to hit revenue services. Nobody raises their hand and pays more taxes than they have to. And so we think by helping the cannabis industry become bankable, We actually, in turn, help the state actually meet some of these revenue forecasts that they see. Colorado's collected a lot of money. How much money has Colorado left on the table? That's the real question.
1: Very true. Very true. All right. So, again, we're going to be back with final questions with Kevin J. Hart, president of Green Check Verified. After this.
0: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with
1: more Blunt Business cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure this is your opportunity ncia's new industry socials are kicking off in seattle portland las vegas salt lake city and phoenix in january register today using the promo code cannabis radio 20 all spelled in caps as one word Cannabis Radio two zero to take twenty percent off at the org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Register today at the org slash events.
2: Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network.
1: industry headlines business updates medical reports marketing and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption let's grow together the cannabis radio network cannabisradio.com
0: i hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with blunt business on cannabisradio.com
1: and we're wrapping things up here on blunt business with kevin g Hart, president of green check verified uh now there are solutions that are on the table to resolve the issues of regulatory compliance that we were speaking with with here with Kevin today on the program. One option that's here, which, which is nice, right? We've gone through a full game, I think Kevin of you know of, of identifying the problem, finding out what things are going on in between of the real connection between banking and uh, the cannabis business owners to get things together to create that compliance so they can have a foster relationship. So. Let's talk about solutions. So a solution of possible regulatory compliance could be the Treasury Department, which has the regulatory pen. They could simply exempt banks from reporting on state-licensed marijuana businesses. Another option would be to exempt state and local governments from fil- from any filing as a result of depositing tax revenue from this industry. Bank regulators who examine institutions for compliance should clarify the process for both serving cannabis firms for and for dealing with existing customers who do businesses, do, who do business, excuse me, with those firms, what do you say about those two solutions?
2: I think it's a great question, and it's one that we we get uh, get positioned in front of us a lot uh, as terms to our long term viability. And my answer uh, uh, mm-hmm. remains the same, and it just grows with greater conviction. You know, there is stories today about uh, activity in Washington around this. The challenge is that. The cannabis business nationwide is still five, eight, 10 times greater than what we're seeing through these state compliance sales. Numbers of 80 to $100 billion in annual cannabis sales. And today in compliance sales, we're talking about $10 billion. I do not see, and other people agree with me on this, under any circumstance, under any scenario that the treasury department, regardless of what FDA does with schedule one, That the treasury department is going to simply green light banking because that means the 80 billion dollars in illicit sales that occur today is just going to flow into the u.s financial system that is just not going to happen and so what we believe and what we've built into this system is the ability to scale up through technology additional rules and regulations Um, because when when again not if when the rules change there will be more rules we are talking washington love them for what they are we all scorn them for what they're not but we know there's going to be more rules and regulations that puts us in an exceptional position to be the category defining solution to help additional banks that will wanna enter the market because they're gonna see that opportunity. You still have all the rules and regulations of sales that will be associated with this. You still have more rules associated with banking because the federal government also wants their excise tax. Now you have layers of taxes which will have to be accounted for by banks. Regulations, compliance, and making sure that uh, black market cash, illicit cash, doesn't enter into the system are only going to be amplified. So we think that will be an accelerator for our platform when that occurs. And split house, split congress, everything else right now, we think that's still going to take some time.
1: Wonderful. All right. So that's honest you know. answer there just to say we just have to see what's going to happen obviously you, know, you have the government involvement in anything for me it's just like it's just an endless hopeless you know uh, wild goose chase to nowhere uh, just to me maybe, but maybe we might we can we can at least keep hope and keep things positive but in the meantime I think we should send listeners over to your website we should let people know how they can go and check out what you would uh, ask the listeners to do Take a few seconds here to go ahead and talk to our listeners and tell us about Green Chick Verified, what they should do when they go to the website, where they should go. Tell us what, they, what, what, should, what you would like them to do if they're interested.
2: Well, the website is greencheckverified.com. I invite um, anybody to actually go look at it. If you're a plant-touching business and you've struggled uh, with uh, getting a bank account or you have a bank account today that's very limiting in terms of the services they provide or if you feel feel the fee structure is too high, contact us. If you're a financial institution and you're interested in learning more about how you can bank the cannabis industry, do, likewise. There's a segment on there uh, that's educational for banks and financial institutions. Uh, I also will say we're active in a seed round raise right now. Um, so we're seeking right. strategic investors uh, to help us. Um, we've done one raise already, and you know, as we gear up for our national launch, we're in conversations in 15 different states with banks and credit unions in those states, and a corresponding number of wow. Uh, dispensary accounts, you know, this has all been part of our strategic plan coming into 2019 where our, where our launch would be. Uh, Because again, we've been in stealth mode for three years as we built up the entire company. So I've been fortunate in being able to hire and attract some exceptional minds on both sides of the challenge here from the cannabis side of the house, people that actually wrote rules and regulations and defined state programs to people that were senior examiners for the federal reserve and have all the alphabet soup of credentials at the back end of their name for compliance and we have vetted this process endlessly over the last three years before we wrote the first line of code and then we hired a crackerjack amazing uh, team of engineers and we've started our pilots and we're geared up for national launch so we have a lot of activity going on here Um, and when we look at the cannabis industry We sit at the biggest revenue part of the funnel. Every dollar has to be banked at some form or fashion. We solve the biggest challenge for the cannabis industry, which is banking, undeniably, and that presents us the greatest revenue opportunity, hence the enterprise class solution that we built, that we know will carry this industry forward and will be a very valuable, sustainable uh, execution, go-to-market strategy for us.
1: Well said, Kevin. I'll tell you, you're offering a, a great benefit for those out there. Please keep us up to date about what happens with all the uh, relationships you're creating with all the credit unions that you're working with around the, around the country. We'd love to get an update on that and be able to pass that along to our listeners.
2: I certainly will. It's was a pleasure. Thank okay, you.
1: Thank you. So, again, we've uh, been speaking with Kevin J. Hard, the president of Green Check Verified. You can learn more at greencheckverified.com. Now, again, before we go and close out the show, I do implore all of you, if you want to be one of the thousands of entrepreneurs, innovators, and consumers that want to be at one of the Global Cannabis Industry's premier business events, then you absolutely should be at the premier business event for the Global Cannabis Industry, the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, coming August 3rd and 4th inside the Hyatt Regency Hotel in downtown Miami. We're going back there again this year. We'll have a lot of great sessions, and if you want to really have input into what will be in the sessions. If you want to speak at the show, you want to exhibit, you want to go and get your own booth, you want to sponsor the show, whatever you want, everything you can find out is over at our website, usccxpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Of course, I'll be there. And of course, everybody from Cannabis Radio will be there as well. We hope you'll join us there in August in Miami. Thanks for joining us here on the show. You can download past episodes, including this one, of Blunt Business by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening.